Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hey there, welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. I'm Andy J. Back in the seat after last week, I'm missing out on Amy's special racing spectacular. <laughs> but you survived. I did, I did. I didn't crash, I didn't spin, and I didn't come last. So I am, I'm calling that a triple win. I really am. Tick, tick, tick. Yes. Well exactly. done you. Thank you very much. It's good to see you safe. <laughs> Me too. And speaking of uh, safe, John Markar is sat next to you. I am here. And, and it's, God, it's good I'm... to see you not freezing because you yeah. sounded incredibly cold As last the podcast week. went on, we were sat outside yes. and it was getting colder and colder and darker and darker. And by the end, it was freezing. But we ended that podcast saying, hopefully we'll still be able to bring these podcasts to you because we are pending a second lockdown. Of course, that has happened. But hey, we're here. We are. We've survived. And, and our we... plan, we can tell the nation now, or, yeah. or the nation, a couple of listeners. The world. We can tell them that, you know, even though we have lockdown and we are being responsible, etc., we have every intention to bring you a weekly show. We're going to do our level best to bring something for you. However long this lasts, this saying four weeks, I reckon it's going to be longer. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> We're in the presence of greatness. Yes, we are we in are. the presence of greatness. You'll have seen from the blurb beforehand. We have the man, the myth, the legend in person. It's Mike Brewer! Oh, royalty. Oh, royalty. What an intro. What an intro. First of all, Amy, thank God you never had driving lessons from Ant. <laughs> Otherwise you would have been on your roof. And John, I think John's bought and sold more cars than me so um uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out as we start to chat but no it's great to uh, great to be here thanks for having me mike i'm so thrilled you're here and and what i love is i mean you and i've been mates forever which yeah which is brilliant it's an absolute pleasure and what i love we're gonna we're just diving straight in mike you're back in the uk yes back 
consider wet, cold, damp, <laughs> rain. Uh, I've been chopping up the spindles on the staircase, throwing them on the fire to try and keep the house warm. Uh, I've got a leak in the roof. Yeah, I'm genuine, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've got a leak in the roof, so I've come back and uh, we... Uh, you know, I, I've got a nice house, but I've got bowls on the floor catching drips of water <laughs> coming through the roof. So um, I, I've just been living in 95 degree heat on the beach in shorts. It's really weird. I've got this weird sensation at the bottom of my legs. They're called <laughs> jeans. And uh, I'm not, what, seriously, it's kind of weird. You know, it's weird putting yeah. long trousers uh-huh. back on and long socks back on. Uh, because I've been living out there for six years. And six years, it really been that yeah, long? it rains wow. four times a year. Honestly, if there is a plastic chair blown over, that's a storm. <laughs> they classify that as a storm. There'll be a news wagon out. There'll be a news reporter with an umbrella up uh, saying, the storm blew through, the plastic chair is over. It's so dramatic, the weather out there. The but novelty no, for me is always seeing when it rains in California. It's like when we get snow. Yes. It's a day of chaos. Cars it's are crashing just everywhere. Unbelievable. They cannot drive once it rains. They just can't. They're sliding off the road, left, right and centre, crashing into each other. And I look out and it isn't rain like we know rain yeah, exactly. We're, there's rain and then there's rain isn't there there's yep. you know as your mum used to say there's that rain that gets right through you yep. yeah well that's the rain we have here yeah. the rain they have it there is like somebody's garden sprinkler just f- five seconds shh, it comes on it goes off but also you'll you'll know this better than i do i've got a couple of mates that have they have a business importing trucks from the us to the uk to sell for the american car market in here in the uk Somebody told me once, I don't know how true this is or if it's every state or just a couple of states, it doesn't actually matter if you have tread on your tyres in many of the states in the US. As long as you have air in the tyres, because they don't have like an MOT test, they have the smog test, don't they? Which That's in California. Right, smog test. smog test. Okay. But yeah, I've heard of multiple states saying as long as the tyre itself holds air... You don't actually need any tread. Is that right, Mike? And uh, there's several states in America, there's no speed limit. Uh, you don't need tread on your tyres. You don't even need a windscreen. You don't need a fun- You don't need any <laughs> safety device whatsoever, this- as in lights, handbrake. You need nothing at all. This is because- the same states that you don't have to wear helmets on motorbikes and stuff like that? Yeah, they are the states that are basically that Midwest farmland yeah. that there's five roads in the whole state, and the roads are 400 miles long, and they're dead straight, so nothing happens on them. Oh, uh, so the, the police can't police it. It's impossible to police. Yeah. Because you need policemen, you know, 400 miles around and it's not going to work. So they just go, oh, sod it, let them get on with it. I've seen some, I've travelled more of America than Americans mm. and I've seen some stuff in the state of Texas. People literally go to the uh, the, the grocery store with monster trucks. I'm, you know, yeah, like yeah. the monster trucks with the tyres on them. That are the, the ones that go this. over cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, seriously. Yeah. They I'd, I'd like and to it's do, like, yeah. how, can that, how on earth? Can that just be legal in yeah. any way, shape, or form? You can't see anyone stepping out on the road in no, front of no, you. You can't manoeuvre it around a car park. They've got huge, great big exhaust. And they're ridiculous, ridiculous. And they all go into Walmart and buy guns. It's great. Yeah, but hey, they are free. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to ask a dumb question, because after all, that's my role here. Ask the dumb questions. Everyone listening is going to know the answer to this, but I don't. What is the deal with license plates in America? Because you don't have to have them front and back. You do. Uh, but, so in California, you have to have a license plate both front and rear, but nobody puts one on the front. And it, you get a ticket for it, you'd have to have a, a cop who's a real as they say, jerk, mm-hmm. uh, to, to write you a ticket for it because most cops, when they get in their own cars, they haven't got a licence plate yeah. on the front either. And I'm talking about their personal cars. Uh, 
so yeah, you will get written a ticket, but it's very unlikely you'll get pulled over for it. Very unlikely. It's like a minor, tiny misdemeanor mm. not to have a, a license plate. What a lot of people do is you don't have to pay uh, for the license on the car when you buy it from a dealer. You get what they call a dealer license. So it'd just be yeah. a paper, number plate, like a paper license yeah. or a number plate license that says uh, Andy J Garages. And a lot of when you register the car for the first time, you then start paying tax like we do here in yeah. England. Uh, so a lot of people put Andy J Garages on and drive them around for five years. Yeah. <laughs> do you see dog eared yes. bits of paper? I've got a you? friend who's got, listen how old this is. He's got a Ferrari 360 Moderna. Oh, wow. Yeah. How old's that? Yeah. Still on the dealer plates. <laughs> He's never, ever licensed it. Never. Wow. And he says, but the police don't know, because it's like brand new, his yeah, car. Yeah. said, the police don't know that it's not a new car. It looks like a, it could be a new car when he's driving down the road. They don't realise it's a 20-year-old Ferrari. That's amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love it. So, look, you're, you're back. Now, you and I have spoken about you being back a few times before, and then you break my heart again, and you get on a plane, and you fly home. But you know, you're now not flying home to America, are you? You you are home home. No, I'm home home. And I'm, you know, there's a whole host of reasons to be back in the UK. Uh, some of them are personal and some of them are business. Uh, Wheeler Dealers has had this, you know, I'm so proud of the success it's had on the American scene. You know, we took this humble little British car show. Uh, we took it to America and we own the network. It's yeah. as simple as that. Mm. And because of Wheeler Dealers and its success it spawned and created a whole new network called Motor Trend. And that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Wheeler Dealers. So there's all these other car shows that can attribute their success. And, and now we've got all this great car content because we took Wheeler Dealers to America. And I'm very, very proud of that fact. But after six years of being there, uh, you d you know, I'm an Englishman at heart. I need to be back home. Uh, there's a, my mum's not very well, so I wanted to be uh, nearer to my mum. Um, life is moved on in America for Ant as well. Ant's got several projects and several shows coming up uh, that he's very keen to work on. And uh, and I'm so thrilled for him. You know, Ant's just such a tenacious worker. He's a, a, a an incredible uh, TV guy. He understands TV and what the audience wants. And um, remember, I asked Ant to join Wheeler Dealers, yeah. and it's not his baby. So it was Ed's baby and my baby. It's not yeah. his baby. So um, when Ant... Uh, when I said, look, you know, I think the show should move back home to England, and life is very much in California. He's really you know, set up shop. He's there, really he? set up shop, yeah. and he's got whole new shows coming up that are brilliant, uh, and I've helped along the way with that. He's got uh, his baby son, Hudson, mm. out there. You know, unfortunately, his, his second marriage didn't work out, but uh, what he's got out of that is this beautiful child, and uh, Ant won't leave that child alone. You know, he mm. won't leave it behind and yeah. come back here. Uh, to be an anchor baby, you know, and he's he's a great dad, he's a great man, and uh, I wish him all the best. He's going to have a huge career. He's going to have massive success out there. No, he's a, he's a top guy. I mean, I've known Ant for yes. a, a long, long, long mm. time. For I mean, well before he joined you, and I, mm. I remember when he decided, or you guys decided together, that he was going to be a new wheeler dealer, and he was so thrilled, but it was this massive upheaval. And he's gone an absolutely... Sm I, even then, I was like, God, oh, I don't know, he's going to go all this way and everything. He's, he's pretty he smashed tenacious. It. He, he smashed, smashed it. He's pretty you know, he knows what he's doing, and he's a very clever man. And uh, he grabbed Wheeler Dealers. He owned it, that yeah. space in the workshop. Did brilliantly. Right, did brilliantly, right from the Cosworth, that very first show. He owned that space in the workshop. And since he's... He, 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 own that space, he then went and found that America is the place that he can really create mm. his own content, what he wants to do. 
you know, I sort of forced him to do wheeler dealers with me. Is as I say, it's not his baby. Um, but now he's going to flourish. He's going to have a, a fantastic career. And the good thing is, me and him are still, you know, we're best buds. We're as tight as ever. Um, you know, I'm cheating on him now with Elvis, obviously, and uh, I've cheated on him with you as well. But we are, we are, uh, we're, you know, we're speaking today. Me and Ant were speaking today on the phone, and we speak every single day. You know, yeah. we're, he's a he's a great guy. I wish him all the best. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, he's he's going to flourish. He's a top top man. And and I was always thinking to myself, how on earth do you follow Ant? Because he he was so. I mean, he really took to it immediately, like a duck to water, and did a, such a sterling job. And you've gone and got another one of my really good mates. Well, to replace I mean, him. how do you follow Ant? If there's a microphone that I can grab in my hand and drop it on the floor, yeah. you uh, go and get the mechanic that helped take Lewis Hamilton to his first Formula One World Championship. Yeah. It doesn't get any bigger than that, does it? And pretty, if there's anyone busting, out there, it? yeah, pretty busting. Mic drop. If there's anyone out there who says, oh, he's not a very good mechanic or he's not as good, I would urge that person to look at themselves in the mirror and at least use Google and find out <laughs> what these people do before you comment about it because uh, uh, Elvis is uh, number one. He's supreme. You know, you can't get any higher in the mechanic in world. You can't get any higher than working on a Formula One world champion's car, can you? That's it. That's the pinnacle of being a mechanic. And he did it for years. Uh, He was Kimi Raikkonen's mechanic and engineer. And now... Um, you know, he's working with me. He's, uh, I get, keep saying to him, it's a bit of a come down, mate. You know, uh, you're going to be working in a backstreet garage with me. And he's like, he's so happy to yes. be uh, making the show. It's such a big thing for him, you know, doing Wheeler Dealers. We had an amazing run on Dream Car. Dream Car was such a success. It's a lovely show, that. I it's really enjoyed that. It was such a success for Discovery Globally. They want another series, which is another reason to come back here because that's made here. So why we're here making that? Why don't we just knock off some Wheeler Dealers at the same time? And oh, Ant's going to be coming over as well. Ant's going to be working on Wheeler Dealers in the UK, especially the first couple of shows. We'll have them both together, yeah, in the workshop. Oh, that'd be lovely. It'd be lovely. I can't wait. It's so exciting. So exciting. It really is brilliant. And it's and you're moving into Bista, aren't you? Uh, Yeah, we're going. uh, We looked at Bista Heritage, uh, which is an amazing place. Mm. It is the uh, gasoline alley, if you want to call it that, for uh, the UK car Mm -hmm. culture, car world. It's a a brilliant place where you've got everything you need to put a car show together. You've got a trimmer, a fabricator, a painter, an engineer, somebody who can skim ahead, somebody who can bend a pipe. It's all there in that one space. Uh, The problem is, it's very expensive. (laughs) (laughs) It's very expensive. So um, uh, we're looking at a site right next door to it, which is also a more Wheeler Dealer version of that. It's a, it's another site next to it, uh, just around the corner, literally, and uh, that has you know people that fix up Cortinas and Marinas and Vivas. Brilliant. That's more my kind of world. So yeah. um, as much as I want to be in Bista Heritage, uh, I think we're just going for the cheaper option. <laughs> <laughs> you can always pop in. Can't yeah, you? Of you, course, you of course there's a great bar event. in there. So when the world opens up, yep. you know, that bar will be my, uh, I'll wear, a, I'll wear a, a space on the bar, you know, with my elbow <laughs> and uh, I'll have my own tankard. It's going to be Moscow Mules all the way. It's going to be Moscow Mules all the way, yes. I'll have a man drive me. He's just around the corner. Well, Nick, my cameraman, lives in Leamington. Uh, so uh, Nick can drive me there and back every, <laughs> definitely every Friday. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we're going to be neighbours then because I also live in Bicester. So I'll do you? Yeah, yeah, oh. I do. So uh, yeah, I'll come pick you up, take to the pub, and then you guys can. Amy, we're so us. getting <laughs> on it, on it, on it, on it. I live for, I love Friday nights after work. You know, there's nothing better is there than a, a Friday night five o'clock gin and tonic. It just mm-hmm. that's the weekend. You know, it's coming. The weekend's coming. It's brilliant. I'm so chuffed you're back, Mike. Because and it's I tell you what. One of the things, as your mate, I've had to watch you 
get so much ridiculous, unnecessary feedback, shall we call it, from from fans of the show who just decide to pick holes in whatever they can. You know, there, there are there are a lot of angry keyboard warriors out there <laughs> that will pick holes in anything. Obviously, we you know we've talked at length before about the Ed stuff. Then you got a lot of grief for being in America, which is just <laughs> I mean. Ugh. I, I don't get it, but it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, other people's It things. is a weird one. It is a weird one, especially if you just look at it completely the other way around. What about thinking about, we took a British car show mm. and we put it in America, we put it in Hollywood and we smashed it. We yeah. smashed it in Hollywood. We were, you know, I'm not trying to say that we're the Beatles, but we were went to America and we smashed it so much so we created a whole network out there in America and uh, rather than slag it off because we're in America and the amount of people today after um, no not today a couple of weeks ago when we did the announcement it's coming back to the UK yeah um, (laughs) once we said that uh, the amount of people went thank god no more American cars can't stay there all they did was American cars there's not one American car in the the last series (laughs) or the next series they're all Japanese and European cars I've deliberately not done any American cars because you know, people keep moaning if I did one. So I did the the last show in America, which hasn't aired here yet. I, I put an American car in it <laughs> just to wind people up. <laughs> just to wind people up. I did an American car. But I'm sick to death of that kind of um, ignorance from people. Uh, they read the they read the headline, but don't look at the content. Yeah. You know, and I've had that all my working TV career. People will read the headline without actually the amount of people that have read the headline at Wheeler Dealers is coming back to the UK but not looked at the video mm. of me, Anton Elvis, gushing over each other, saying how excited we are. They just see the headline and uh, comment on that headline. And, and uh, uh, obviously people, I can't rescue a baby out of a burning building and do it in the right way. People um, just always have their knives out for me. But I accept that, you know, I'm a, I, I couldn't care less. I'm a chirpy guy. I've been doing this for 23 years on TV and the network wouldn't be behind me uh, after 23 years if I was doing something wrong. Would they? No, absolutely um, right. And they wouldn't give me another 30 shows and another four years yeah. of that, 30 shows a year. So they certainly wouldn't do that, would they? So uh, those people can go and screw themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I turned it down. But I'm pretty sure you can swear on this podcast. You can basically say whatever you want. Well, they can go <laughs> That's exactly what they can do. Because now I'm sick to death of it. I, here, this fabulous building here, Caffeine and Machine. I love this venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I come here most weekends. I remember the last time I was here, I walked in downstairs and some guy went, oh, here he is, Brewer, Brilliant. the American sellout. And I went, all right. And he went, no, I don't watch your show anymore because you do nothing but American cars. And there was a crowd of people around me. So I just stopped dead in my tracks and I went, name one American car I've done in the last four years. One, just one. Name one. Go for it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's what we got. We got pure silence. He couldn't answer it. I said, you're forgetting the TR4, the TR7, the Datsun 240. Come on, where's the American car? The Austin Healey, the Escort Cosworth, the XR4. Come on, where's the American car? And I listed all the cars that we'd done, and it was embarrassing for him and embarrassing for the people that are around him because I made him look stupid. Um, so, yeah, don't comment, don't post, don't type unless you engage your brain first and have a really mm. sensible argument because I'll come back at you. Well, the th- I mean, the thing that, that I don't understand is who cares where the show's made? Why do, why do people care? You're still yeah, watching yeah. it here. It's still Brits on screen. It's still a show that was conceived and devised by British people. Still being made by the same people. Made mm. by the same All people. Brits in America. Just in a sunnier place. You know, I, I don't... I, just, I mean, look... Uh, I asked Anton I Deck. I said to Anton Deck, do you get the same hassle I get when you're making... Uh, the when you're down in there, I'm a celebrity. I'm get celebrity, me out yeah, of here yeah. because it's the same. You're on location. You're a yeah. British crew on location in in Australia. Do you get your sellouts? Can't stand Australia. Why don't you come back to England? Do you get that? And they said no, not at all. And they can't understand why I would. You know, we you are know a British crew on location. Simple I've, as that. I think I know why. Why? And I'm going to try. I'm going to be very careful how I word this because I want this be to come as out. hard as you no, like. No, no, John. no, no, I don't care. No, I, I, it's going to be. It, it, if I do this right, it's going to end in a big positive for you. But I think um, people, especially in the automotive world, as we know, they are very passionate characters. Everyone has a particular favourite car brand, a particular favourite place to go with your car mates, a track to drive, all that sort of stuff. Everyone's very supportive of, of what they like and they like to be able to relate to content, whether that's a car brand or a personality, a TV presenter. You, Mike, I think are one of the most personable people we as car people watch on TV. And what I mean by that is everybody feels like they're your mate in a, in a way. We, when we did our last podcast, we did it over the phone. You were in California and we were here in the UK. Um, and you spoke about the fact that um, often people will come up to you in a pub or a restaurant or something and they want to sit and have a chat with you. And that is a, yeah, they're doing that for a reason. That's because people look at you and they identify a lot of themselves, a lot of people in the motor trade that they work with, be that car sales, mechanics, Everybody that watches you on TV, I think, has something in the back of their mind where they're like, oh, well, I know that's Mike. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that's some untouchable celebrity who sits on a big high, high and mighty platform and, you know, has people running around them. And that's what, that's not who you are. You are, from start to finish, the same Mike that's sat in front of me now as you are when you're on camera or when you're presenting an award ceremony or when you're, yeah, whatever, walking down the red carpet. You are who you are. And I think... That is both a positive and a negative for people because for the, let's call them silly people, they think that they have the right to just go up, interrupt what you're doing and who you are because as far as they're concerned, you're Mike. So they will walk, will walk up to you and go, it's rubbish that you're in America because all you do is American stuff. And I don't think until it comes out of their mouth, they realise, well, actually, I don't know this guy, <laughs> actually. Yeah. And it's it's almost in a bizarre roundabout way it's almost a credit to you that there are so many people that feel that they have the comfort and confidence to be able to say to you oh it's a bit rubbish now because mm. they wouldn't say that to Anton Deck because Anton Deck are personalities when they are on TV you know they're very much characters in the same way that many other people that appear on screen are a personality or a character within themselves you're Mike 
Oh, that's so nice. That's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> Printed and put on a T-shirt. That's really nice. Well, it's a bit long. It's a bit long. Yeah, we have to work on the wording. Not, not if I'm wearing it, it'd just be normal. <laughs> but um, I honestly think that's what it is. Oh, I think that's really nice. I think people do feel that they have the right and the ability to say things without thinking because they are just seeing somebody that they could per- perfectly relate to. And I'm sure I know it. I've got friends who really admire you. My friend Dan, who I know will be listening. Hello, Dan. Every Hi, time Dan. I... <laughs> we've mentioned Dan a few times. <laughs> um, yeah, Dan's from a similar background to you, car sales and just all-round guy. Every time I mention, oh, I'm doing something with Mike, he always says, oh, I'd really like to meet him. You know, there are so many people who see that personal side of you and oh, that's nice. relate it's to lovely. him. So I know it's it's lovely. I'm the least starry you are yeah person on tv you'll ever meet i yeah i am just a guy that's got a job fixing up cars you know yeah. somebody films it yeah. do you I know what it. like I, the, the amazing thing is that john has hit the nail on the head which is a first actually i think the no, reason has, yeah. is because john is able to identify the, he's exactly right you're the same person on camera as you are off camera. And I think the reason can, John can identify that is he's a completely different person off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real horrible person. Yeah. Complete monster. Uh, now, you know, it's, it's a, I've, had a, I've had a funny career. You know, I've had a long, enduring career. And uh, people feel that they own me. You know, people feel that I'm a part of... And I think somebody said it today on uh, one of the posts... He said, "Thank God you're coming back to the U.S. Uh, coming back to the U.K. Uh, because you can stop dicking around on holiday now." <laughs> and it's because I think they feel that I'm just out there dicking around with my yeah, shorts on, having a jolly. on the holiday, uh, yeah. having a jolly, and it and it's je- they're jealous. You know, mm-hmm. it's as simple as For that. Sure. They're like, um, oh, don't, "This guy is getting paid to be out there fixing up cars. He's got his shorts on. The sun's always shining. Get him back here. I want him miserable. I want him wet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want him cold. Yeah, I want him cold. Get him yeah. back to his leaky roof. Yeah, exactly that. So um, yeah, it's a it's a funny world that we live in. You know, everyone uh, want has an opinion. Uh, my, you know, I love the uh, the critics of every single thing that I do. Uh, somebody would, uh, but they're watching everything. But they're watching. Thing you do. Yeah. But they're watching, and that's the that's the interesting thing. You know, the last words uh, on their mouth that time was my name, Mike Brewer, and that's uh, that makes me feel rather happy. Mm. You know, that makes me feel rather happy. So um, no, they can go and screw themselves if they've got something <laughs> positive to say. You'll find a really positive guy at the other end of it. It will give you a, a charming, lovely answer yeah. and engage with you as much as I can. But if you're going to be a dickhead like the guy who's downstairs here, um, you're just going to get shown up. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I'd like to point out he wasn't downstairs here just now. No, no, this is this is a while ago. Uh, no doubt he's he's going to be listening to this and remember that moment. Um, but I get that moment once a day or twenty times a day. You know, yeah. wherever I am in the world, that will happen. He probably. You know, sometimes you think back. I find myself doing this frequently because I'm basically an idiot. But I find myself quite often, whenever I have a moment of quiet going bright red because I've remembered something moronic that I've done. <laughs> I do this too. Just a cost, I just think, oh God, I remember that time I did that. And, it's, and I've got so many of them. You know, I just like, I'm in, I am embarrassed by myself frequently. Well, he he probably has he that moment yes. on yeah. repeat. It's that time when you... Um, and he's really screwed it up, he's screwed He it had up. a chance yes. to hang out with Mike yeah, Brewer I know he and did. he chose to be a knob. He did. Whoa. It's that moment, I've done it once before, where... Uh, please tell me you haven't done this because, it, but my Uh-oh. God, your heart, your lungs, your everything, your head, uh, where I've replied to an email calling somebody all kinds of things, I've done it. Yeah. and I've 
I've sent it back to them. Oh, and as it's gone, you're forwarding it off. Yes, and as it's gone, as it's yeah. gone, and you know, there's no getting an email back, is there? Well, there's, there's, once there's, it's gone, it's gone. On Gmail, you can now do the little, the little undo. So if you have a panic, you can undo it. And so maybe <laughs> this, you was, need this to... was not on Gmail. This, this was one of those. As it went, as the little the envelope folded itself up, went. Yep, and then it your went, heart I just went, goes. Oh. Did I hit reply or forward? I didn't check and I went into the send box and it yeah. was reply. Oh and I'm like, oh my God, it was the face went as red as that carpet. <laughs> red as his mind. And I what was did like, you do? Did you, um, did you, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean any of those things. No, no was, I did the right the thing to do. I actually meant every single word of it, so I owned it. Oh, wow. Good for you. I owned it Alpha and I meant it. every single word of it. It was the next because, email and another thing. And another, <laughs> because it was, uh, if I ever have an argument with anyone in my life, and I don't argue at all, but if it's ever an argument, it's a constructive argument about how to make the show better yeah. or how to do things better. And that's it. I'm always fighting uh, networks over budget, money, uh, locations. I just want better, better, better all the time. Of course I do. Um, uh, and I've had in my past people that I've worked with that will undermine all of that. And yeah. so I, you know, at some points I've I've typed down, you know, disgruntled from Barnstable, I'm not standing for this, you absolute <laughs> this guy's a twat and I'm I love you know, I love that your your typing voice the typing voice oh, for yourself in your head is quite posh. Yes, yeah. I, have, I have a very posh type. Whenever I'm typing, I I posh type. I do posh type. I do. It's a weird thing. Henceforth, Henceforth I, like I do. I try to. I try to. You know, I've tried to smart myself up over the years. Um, but no, it's um, it's it, it's a weird world that we live in. You know that somebody can just now uh, willy nilly, you know, sit in their armchair and pull a whole one hour program apart. We did a show me and Amp recently. And I'm going to say it's probably not our best ever show. It wasn't. It was this Jeep CJ7. By the way, you can buy at the time here in the UK in a Jeep dealership. So it wasn't really that American because you can buy them right here. And uh, it was the very first day I landed back after the COVID lockdown here. Mm. I struggled to get back into America. Mm. And uh, I get back in. And the very next day, we're filming. We'd filmed the show up until the point I left for COVID, uh, but the, the final drive at the end, me and Ant going wow. out and having the final drive. Mm. So the next day I'd land, we're going to go and shoot that. We're going to yeah. shoot the final drive. So I phoned Ant, and I said, what do you want to do with this? I said, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to dress as George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. And I went, what? I said, well, it's a white Jeep, isn't it? It's just a white Jeep from the 1970s or 80s. I said, why don't we put white shorts on, white T-shirts with Choose Life um, uh, on them, white rimmed glasses, and just go out into the desert, just like put uh, Club Tropicana on the radio. <laughs> and I went, yeah, I'm up for that. Because we hadn't seen each other for four months, oh. and we just wanted to have a laugh. We had been through four months of misery, yeah. and we just wanted to have a laugh. And we go out into the desert, uh, and as we get there, the props people who went out running around all the supermarkets going by T-shirt, shorts, and whatever, came back with a captain's hat, some fluorescent gloves. <laughs> I saw these photos. Yes. <laughs> so me and Anne just looked at each other, and we just went... Do you know what? Sod it. Let's just go for it. So we just dressed up like two idiots and we went out and we had a blast. We had the time of our lives. The crew were crying to the point of tears all day. Me and Ant were crying to the point of tears. We just had the best day ever filming. And obviously it went out. You know, that got yeah. cut and went out and people 
hated it. They absolutely <laughs> hated it because they come with you two clowns mucking around, but they don't understand the context of that. No. You know, this was the first time we'd seen each other after four months. We just wanted to have a bit of fun. Let off, and some, steam. Let off some steam. And yeah. we just didn't care what, what we looked like <laughs> or what we were saying. We just didn't care. We were just having fun. Um, and people sometimes don't get that. You know, yeah. they don't see behind the story or see what uh, the situation is. And, uh, you know, it, it, I, I, for one, going to tell you, the last uh, three years in America with Ant, it's been a laugh. You know, yeah. I've had nothing but laughing my head off and enjoying it. And it comes across, you know, when we get to these scenes, we can be a bit daft and silly, it's because we are daft and silly. Because you're actually friends. We're actually mates, yeah. and we are daft and silly. And we can't stop, you know, j- pulling each other's chain or or just thinking up stupid ideas and going, well, why don't we just film it? Who cares? Yeah. You know, um, and people don't like that, unfortunately. And, I, and that's the thing. I don't think you need to apologise for that. I don't think you should have no, to. I don't no, want to apologise for it, no. no. I think now it's, it's back here um, in the UK. It might get a little bit more serious. Okay. I might get a little bit more serious. Is that when your deep voice comes out? That's where my deep voice is going to come in, Amy. It's my my gravelly voice. Um, Yes, if I can get rid of my COVID belly... Um, I'm working on mine at the yes. moment. I'm doing pretty well, I'd say. You know, it's it's getting there. We're, let's keep going. Yeah, I've, I've, this COVID belly thing is just driving me mad. All of a sudden, I look, where's that come from? What is this thing? Where did that just come blame from? Blame America. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. blaming America. Everything's got sugar in it. Honestly, yeah, you can yeah, buy yeah. a pint of milk and it's got 12 grams of sugar wow. in it. Skimmed milk. Oh. It's got 12 grams of sugar in it. Yeah, you go, that's what? Crazy. Well, I mean, if we're going to go into this second lockdown, then you may have the time to start doing a little bit of running if I wanted to. You know, I, so I'm trying to get into a bit more oh, running. No, so here over, we go. Oh, running partners. That's right. So over a little... Can we you know, run in lockdown? Well, you allowed? You allowed you can. Yeah, you can I do can. it. What exercise? So, but Not sure you can what? do it with another member of a separate One household, though. separate household. You, you can go and exercise with. As long as you are socially distanced. But I mean, what I was going to say is to maybe use like November as the build-up because then in December, I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to run five kilometres every day. So I want to go and do it with other people. So if Not you interested. run for it... <laughs> Shall I fade our mic down? <laughs> you don't have to do it every day. I just want to get one How person. about I cycle... You can cycle to it on my electric bike. <laughs> ne- Downhill. Ne- next to you. <laughs> How about just I drive? shouting just <laughs> shouting words of encouragement to you. Keep going. Go on, Amy. <laughs> keep going. If you want to think about it, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll t- send you a message like in a, in a few weeks' time. Please send me a message and let me know you're getting on it. It'd be really interesting. <laughs> send, me, send me some pictures. John, let's, let's edit this bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Fitness on a podcast about cars. <laughs> what are you? You're talking about Robert Gender. <laughs> yeah, let's talk cars. That's what I want to talk. Well, yeah, exactly. Yes. So, listen, I mean, lockdown, obviously, we're in it. We're in the middle of it again. Mm-hmm. We don't know how. They keep saying 2nd of December. I'm not convinced it's going to kind of mm-hmm. finish then. I think it might go on longer. Now, one of the other sides to your career, Mike, other than your TV career, is, of course, you are a real car dealer. You own yes. Mike Brewer Motors, yes. which is a massive dealership over yes. here. You've got multiple chains and you flog a lot of cars. A lot, yes. A lot of It's cars. been really good during lockdown as well. It's been yeah, great. People are on lo- eBay just like thinking, oh, what Yes, I, I love the government saying, please don't get on buses and trains. Mm. It's great. Yes. Because every time they say that, people come to my dealership and buy a car. It's great. And people got this furlough money and they're sitting yeah. there at home and they're going, well, the government say don't get on a bus and train and we can't go to Spain on holiday. And I'm not going to go down to Bognor in that 12-year-old Passat. So um, just buy a car. Yeah. And uh, it's been really good. Yeah, we've had a we've had record months. Uh, as we come out of lockdown, Mike Brewer Motors have record months. It's been Amazing, isn't uh, it? phenomenal. And we've changed the way we operate. We had to 
you know, we had to shrink the business at first when we went into furlough. Then we could open up with a click and collect service. And that was so successful, we've changed the way we work now. Our business model's completely changed. And uh, we've made the business so much more efficient than it was before. And um, 100% of our cars are now sold online and delivered. Wow. Like, literally, we don't need a showroom anymore. So are people stopping doing test drives? You can turn up if you want and have a test drive. Uh, for the month of June and July, we did zero test drives. So and these, I, I, it's a new world, isn't it? Because mm. I think like John, Amy, you, I couldn't go and buy myself an 80 gram Range Rover without getting in it and driving it around the block. No. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. But oh yeah, I'll sell six a week. People will never even come near the car. Amazing, You just it? click and I deliver it. Why do you think that is? Is it because generally people just, I mean, I guess we all assume... There isn't really such thing as a bad car anymore, is there? Correct. Almost everything is good. And it's that we're in that culture and that society where we're now ordering toothpaste and toilet rolls online. Yeah. So people are just so used to going, well, if it's no good, I'll just return it. You know, it's as simple as that, which they can do, but we never have any returns. Yeah. Mm. You know, the cars that I sell are all under one year old. Yeah. Uh, They've all got manufacturer's warranty on them. They're all literally brand new. Yeah. um, Just with, you know, a few miles on the clock. And, um, Everyone just clicks. It gets delivered to their house. We never see them. We never see these people. Yeah, so the world has changed, and that face-to-face dealing has Mm. gone as well. You know, I've got uh, the sales people that work for me doing video sales, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you you can only see so much on a video sale. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the same as having a face-to-face with somebody, but people are generally confident. Plus the fact, and I'm, you know, I'm proud to say this, we are brilliantly reviewed. You know, we we were ranked... Uh, at one point, I'm not too sure when this goes out, but we're ranked the number one dealership in the UK for customer, customer satisfaction. So brilliant. we are brilliantly reviewed, and people lean on reviews a lot when they buy a car. Well, can I ask you something that, that, that I think will be very interesting to a lot of people, regardless of whether you're planning to buy a car anytime soon or whether you just know it's in the future? Brexit. Yes. Okay, so we know it's happened. You know, it, it, it's done. We're out at the end of the year. And we know it's going to have a massive, massive impact on the British car industry. Yes. So I guess my question is, are cars going to suddenly be more expensive in January? Uh, yes, to a point. Right. But, okay, it's good. the economy, uh, it's funny that we've turned this into a political podcast. It's really good. <laughs> um, well, actually, I mean, mine was a consumer thing because, but, I mean, I, I genuinely have to purchase a yeah, car very, very soon. Well, we're going to have to Shall buy... Shall I do it now? You should do it now because right. we are going to have to pay a little bit more tax on the cars coming in from... Europe, you know, yeah. if you're going to be importing a car, a BMW, a Mercedes, a Porsche, uh, in from Germany into the UK, and that is basically the three series BMW is the biggest selling family car in the in the UK at the moment. Mm. So if you're bringing one of those, yes, it's going to go up a little bit. It's the same if um, uh, if you're going to go and buy some uh, Sainsbury's, uh, not Sainsbury's, sorry, Spanish tomatoes. Mm. They're going to be slightly more expensive, but the other way round is that we're going to be charging them to come and fish in our waters and we're going to be uh, sending our apples from Kent yeah. to Spain and charging them a little bit more. So the economy will will balance out. But we don't, unfortunately, export enough cars into Europe and the rest mm. of the world, although we have got Honda, Nissan, you know, we've got big plants here churning out cars that we export all over the world. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the economies of scale won't work for the consumer. Yeah. Uh, you will be paying a little bit more for a car come next year. But you'll see that there'll be all kinds of dealer incentives to keep the customer flow 
in the in the dealerships. Do you think that will knock on to second-hand cars as well? I yes, inevitably it, will. In, inevitably it will. And uh, also, as we get more uh, EU compliant, it's funny because we've left the EU, but we all have to be still EU compliant in terms of emissions. Yeah. And uh, where we're going with emissions, you'll see that will have a dramatic effect uh, as we go forward, especially with diesel cars. So it's still okay to buy a diesel car today, uh, but it won't be okay to buy a diesel car, say, in five years' time. If your life cycle of a diesel car is going to be three years, you'll be fine right. before you change it. But if your life cycle with a diesel car is going to be 10 years, you're likely going to buy a car and drive it into the ground. So what about I'm thinking about buying a diesel car, hypothetically, right now, that I will be, I'll, I'll sell that in three years' time. This is this that, That's okay. That's <laughs> a, but, but, but am I making a big mistake? Because is anyone going to buy it in three years' time? Uh, that's your, your problem. But I yeah. think you'll be okay because there'll still be a couple of years left on that, yeah. uh, two or three years left on that, before we start to see the thumbnails screwed in. Okay. But dare I say... The world might have changed again by mm, then because true. of COVID and the knock-on effect that has on all kinds of industries. Yeah. Mm. So uh, although this has been a, a horrible nine-month, ten-month period, the hangover for this is going to be decades. You yeah, know, it's going to be a, it's going to be. And if if you need to build up and ramp up manufacturing, and they've already built ten thousand. EU non-compliant diesel engines, yeah. they can't just scrap them. No, you know, they're going to have to release the thumbnails a little bit and get those cars into the marketplace. Yeah. So it's going to be a tricky one to navigate. It's also going to be a tricky one for the consumer to know when to buy or what to buy. My advice is to um, your dealer. Today, the dealers are offering brilliant incentives to get your, get your ass into a car. Mm. They really need to get your ass into a car. Plus, they're all doing well. So there's more, they're getting their dealer bonuses. Everyone's achieving their dealer bonuses, which means they've got a little bit more cash to go and offer you a little bit more for your party exchange or a little bit more off the screen. And with the future of, just thinking back to your, your comment about everyone buying cars online, do you, think, do you think we're at the beginning of the end of the showroom? Uh, yes, definitely. You think Absolutely. the showroom's going to yeah, go there's away? There's no point. I got, you know, when I went back into the motor trade uh, eight years ago uh, with Mike Brewer Motors, mm. very first thing I did was go and buy a big Jim Palace showroom. Uh, in one in Sheffield, which was amazing, ex Toyota dealership, and then I, I bought BMW Luton, this huge, great yeah. big, shiny chrome glass box in Luton mm. on Lee Grave Road, uh, and very quickly we grew out of those two sites. The business become too vast; we we couldn't operate, mm. uh, so we needed to house cars off site, on site. Uh, you've got uh, two hundred mm. cars in the dealership. You've got 200 cars in the field and 200 cars waiting to be delivered. Wow. So you've got this logistical nightmare moving cars around all the time and flow, uh, flowing them through the system just to get them in the showroom so somebody could look at them. Mm. Um, and we realised very quickly that you just don't need that anymore. Yeah. If it's an online business, I, I've got a big box now. Mm -hmm. so the dealerships have gone. Uh, we've got uh, a site in Houghton Regis, uh, which is a three-acre site. You can still go and see a car and it's very tidy and very nice, and we've got nice offices. You can go and do that mm -hmm. uh, or buy it online from that site. Or we've got a 65,000-square-foot uh, ex-Sheffield Steel, a uh, huge, great big building. Wow. You can park jumbo jets in it. It's huge. Uh, and we've got 65,000-square-foot just full of cars in there. Again, you can go and look around a car, yeah. uh, but most people will let not to. They just see it online, click it, and buy it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're seeing amazing. the end of the office, aren't we? So it makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the amount of office space that's going to be available now, mm. you know, after this. And uh, people, funny enough, uh, I was talking to somebody at Discovery Channel the other day, 
Uh, they did put time and motion boxes under tables, Discovery Channel, a few years ago to monitor the way people worked and the workflow through the buildings because they hot-desked everyone mm-hmm. and they wanted to know if it was working. And uh, because they got that data uh, and they knew what the workflow was, i.e. what that desk produced, um, they've now worked out that actually they're much more efficient just being from home. That's right. Yeah. People yeah. are much more efficient. Loads of people home. are finding that. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and the knock-on effects, people's... I mean, look, I'm not going to comment too severely because each each has their own individual circumstance and, and some people's mental health is not improved by working from home and some mm. people's homes are not good places to be working. But yeah. then there are other people. The trouble is it tends to be the more affluent people and I might be making great sweeping statements and I acknowledge that, but it tends to be the more affluent people with maybe a home office already yeah. is, is, is doing really very well yes. in terms of, well, they get the, up the late, they have a cup of tea, they walk in their pyjamas yeah. and done. Then there are the people that are stuck in tiny little flats where they've mm. got yeah. you know very limited horrible. space and housemates or children or yeah. whatever, and it's very very difficult. And it's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's a real, it's shambolic, really, isn't it? But it is. But if you re, uh, it's funny because I wanted to do this program. I wrote a program years ago called Rewrite the World, and it was a. a but we, if you just tore up the rule book for everything in the world that we know today, government strip it all back and start again. Write the rule book for how the world should run. Uh, the very first thought that came into my brain on rewriting the world is we live in a world where people get up in the morning, leave a perfectly good computer, mm-hmm. get in a car for two hours, <laughs> pollute the environment, mm-hmm. get into an office building that's churning out all kinds of stuff into the environment to sit behind a perfectly good computer <laughs> for 10 hours, get in a car, clog up the atmosphere for two hours going home to go home to a perfectly good computer. So you go to yourself... If you were an alien looking at the world, you go, why are people doing that? Yeah. Why don't they just stay where the computer is yeah. if they're yeah, working yeah. on the computer? So if you was to rewrite the world, that would be one of them, wouldn't it? Uh, and that's... This programme should be made, shouldn't it? That's a good idea for a show. <laughs> that is a good idea for a documentary. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, the way that we work, the way that we... Uh, definitely the motor trade is going to change. Obviously, you can't have a mechanic working from home. He still needs to go to and have a ramp and his tools and whatever. Same for a roofer, a bricklayer, a gardener. You know, we're still going to have people out there working. Yeah. But I think office office space mm-hmm. and office work is fundamentally going to change for the rest of our lives. I think potentially just to be able to have the decision and the choice to be able to have that freedom to decide if you are thinking, if you do think, okay, I don't like my, my where I'm working at home, then I want to go into the office. People, you know, thrive off of that communi- yeah. communication. Whereas, you know, some other people are like, no, I really love the fact that I can now spend two more hours in the morning with my family and I can take yeah. the kids yeah. to school. And so I think maybe, you know, some some little bit of good that may come out of this is to be able to show people that, yes, you can work from home and show, um, you know, bosses and, and people who... You know, may not think that their work can they their their work um, their employees can work from home, but now proving that it can work. And yeah. so, I think there are definitely some bonuses. But yeah, as you said, Andy, so it's down to each person, the individual yeah, kind of way yeah. that they want to work. We're all idiots, anyway. Why do, <laughs> we we ch- wouldn't be having this conversation if we used our brains all the way back in February. We wouldn't be having it. Me, us got we got together back in February, and we said, oh, this might be a pandemic on its way. We could right now be sitting on the back of Andy's boat in the Bahamas yeah. if we bought shares in Zoom. Yeah. Well, do you know what? That's one of the biggest challenges, the, the rebranding of the word Zoom, because it was a great word, and now it just means <laughs> work. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. Mazda are very happy, aren't they? With yeah. it? Because it's <laughs> zoom, 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 Zoom. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just think, God, you know, the, work, the world's... 
you know, my life is now full of Zoom meetings. I've been yeah. the last series of Wheeler Dealers uh, when I got back to America. We've made the final part of that series. The last six cars were directed by Zoom, God. so the director is on a Zoom chat in the studio on a on a computer screen, and we've got a iPhone glued to the camera so we can see what the cameraman is. Ridiculous. Yeah. ridiculous. I finished. Um, I was in this ITV drama called Des. I watched it. You were amazing. I was so honestly, <laughs> we were so good? we were jumping for joy, Mimi. <laughs> sure. You were in it quite a bit as well. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Uh, no, you part. were in it quite yeah, a bit. You, I loved. Did you keep the wig? Oh, it wasn't a wig. That was your hair. It was my own wow. hair, Shut and up. they had to cut it. It was much longer. Shut up! And it they was had brilliant. To, they had to cut it for and the blonde dyed blonde. Gutted. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that's my own. They didn't do anything except cut the thing wow. uh, in this really, really awful style. <laughs> and the worst thing was, so I, so oh, no, I'm not going to go into this. That's not the point I was making. <laughs> the the point was that I was trying to make before I go off in some self indulgent ramble um, is that we had to finish that, so I ended up having to do voiceover by kind of and it, from home. They said, even though I've got all this equipment and stuff, which is better than they the stuff sense they sent equipment, they sent specialist equipment because it had been specialist cleaned, yeah, you yeah. know, and this all this weird stuff. I couldn't use home stuff, and I'm like, but I'm at home, and they were like, no, 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 because of there were all these instant protocols. They did it properly. They did it the right way, and I'm, and you know, I'm thrilled they did it. But it was remarkable because it also meant that the guy mixing the sound was like this sound legend in America or oh, something. Brilliant. It was playing in the thing brilliant. into my laptop, and it was I was just. The whole thing was a. It was um, amazing. I don't want to puff smoke up your ass because I do that enough. As you know, I love you to bits. Um, that was an astonishing series. I, you know, you can sit and watch a program sometimes and shit yourself watching yeah. it. And I was so terrified of his acting of Dennis Nielsen is yeah. just incredible. And what a scary. He was, wasn't he? Oh, mate. Oh, my God. If that was a portrait of what he was really like, yeah. especially that first bunch of scenes where they're in the flat and he went, look at the wardrobe, there's three more in there. Mm. Look at that cupboard, there's four in the cupboard. Yeah. How many is there? Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was just terrifying. whole thing was terrifying. David, when we stop recording, I'll tell you a story about DT on site. It was oh, he's he was, DT now It was you. amazing. <laughs> no, 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 I'll just tell you a story just, about DT. <laughs> just trying not to kind of sound like a Wally on the pod. Oh, no, so, so you should be so proud of it. Yeah. It was a bloody amazing thing. Well, uh, I, got, I got in very America, lucky. I got playing very in America lucky. as well. We watched it in the States. Mm. Uh, so we watched it Brilliant. in America. So, you know, it's playing all over the world and it's a an amazing series. Amazing series. You yeah. should be very proud of it. I was very I'm not an actor, so I got very lucky You've that this, well. this little thing turned out to be full of amazing people pulling in best of best in class performances. You know, yep. Danny Mays was phenomenal. He's Jason awesome. was amazing. But yeah, Tennant was oh. Incredible. Anyway, we're, we're not talking about that. Uh, we're, we're pretty much out of time, but we've got Mike Brewer here and I don't want to stop talking because no, I just talking. love chatting Let's talk to about you, cars. Mate. Let's talk about cars. We should talk about I've cars. I've got some cars coming back. That's good. Yeah. Well, you've been you've been investing in some beauty. I am. I've done really well, actually. Uh, the last, uh, since I was in America, I knew, I knew I was coming back home. I sort of run around trying to buy stuff, you know. Uh, one of the things I did do is I hot-rodded my own SC. So I had a oh, company nice. called Rassant do a... Uh, an amazing hot rod of my SC. Uh, we've now got 27% more horsepower without cracking open the engine. Uh, it sounds Because like that's a, what you needed. It's exactly what you need. It's a GT car now. I gave him an oh. SC. I got a GT car back. It's incredible. Uh, then I bought a 69 uh, 22T that I'm hot rodding with the famous artist Nicholas Hunzig, and that's going to be incredible. Um, As in of Hunziger design? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Nick's... Nick, I... 
I bought the car. Nick said, if you buy this car, he wants to build a 69 Sport Purpose. And he said, I really want to build a period correct Sport Purpose, a Porsche factory race team Sport Purpose. And I said, okay, I'll buy the car. So I bought the car. Nick's done the designs, and he's a world-famous artist. So he did the designs. And then Nick said, I want to build it. Can I build it? And I went, what, in between? Because he's painting constantly at the moment. He's He's got really good commissions. And he said, uh, yeah, I just want to do it in my shop. So I managed to get him every Mac tool you can think of shipped to his shop. <laughs> and in between him laying down some canvas, he walks over and wrenches on Brilliant. the car. Brilliant. And uh, we've nearly got it done. At the engine, I uh, again, Nick's contacts are amazing because of that Porsche world he's in. Uh, the engine... Uh, it's been rebuilt by Andile. So the proper Porsche racing team said, oh, we'll do the engine for you. Yeah, no send it to us, we'll do it. So mm. Andile are doing the engine. Uh, I've had Andy Elsner, who's the most famous Porsche fabricator, uh, put me in two new uh, seat pans. Um, and Chad McQueen's going to compete in it in March in a in wow. an event. So after all of that, it will be for sale. I was going to say, right, how much is it? Come on. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be a big number. You know, yeah. that's going to be a couple of hundred grand. Are there mates car. rates available? Or uh, for that one, you'd 300 like, grand. Yeah, yeah. For it, for it, yeah, yeah. It'd be a couple of hundred grand. And that that's going to be a good car. I've got a um, uh, really fortunate, I've got a great friend called Keith, lives up in Oregon, and he gets to meet uh, all these kind of weird guys that have got cars stuffed in barns all over mm, Oregon. Cool. And Keith phoned me, um, must have been a month ago, say five weeks ago, he phoned me and went, have you ever seen one of these flat-nosed Porsches, a slant-nosed Porsche? Mm. I went, yeah, I've seen a few of those in my time. He went, kind of funky looking, aren't they? I said, yeah, why? He said, oh, there's a guy up here in Oregon. He's got one in his garage. He's had it since 1975, new. Uh, it was his college car. Then it threw a rod in the engine. Him and his brother took the engine out in 1977. They took the engine out to have a go at repairing it themselves. And it's just sat in the garage wow. since 1977. <sighs> and he said, so uh, during COVID, the two brothers have decided to, let's rebuild it. So they stripped the paintwork mm. off, repainted it gunmetal grey, lovely colour. Um, a, a, a Porsche in gunmetal gun metal grey. Mm. Yeah. So they stripped the paintwork off, repainted it, and they're in the process of putting it back together when I intervened. <laughs> uh, so I'd done those silly little things, like uh, I've gone, Keith, video call me when you're next to the car say video call me i said just touch the front wings i have to say fender to keith so he understands <laughs> touch the front wing is it plastic or metal oh no it's metal oh that's exciting uh could you lift up a light bucket are they square isuzu headlamps or are they round porsche headlamps he goes oh no lift it. oh no no the round ones okay mm. that's good uh and i said um uh it's a wide body targa slant nose 911 so i'm like beside myself of excitement because it yeah. could be a factory car oh. but there's no evidence of it being a factory uh. car it's just because it usually if they're non-factory yeah they have square headlamps and they're plastic front wings but no it's all steel so um it's an original flash bar yes mm. so um it was so cheap it was ridiculous so they with every single part brand new to re like new discs new pads new calipers new tank new every, everything's brand new that they put in the car new cams everything um and it's all been put back into the car uh loosely i said just put it in there loosely and it's on a ship on its way back with my sc well you said to me about about four or five years ago andy i'm gonna find you you know i know you i did that. say that i'm yeah. gonna get you a car i tried to i could have bought you a car yesterday but my friends beat me to it. it's in hawaii it's a <laughs> 1966 912 
912. Oh, lovely. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, and get this, $25,000. Oh, man. £18,000. Oh. Yeah, I know. And I said to my mate, I'll have that. And he went, no, I think I'm going to have it instead. He was the one who mentioned it to me. And as soon as I said, I'll have it, he went, no, I'll have it. So, um, yes. I thought of, you were about to give me a real treat then. I've got a couple of really exciting cars coming up. They're really good. Plus, I've got big news about my little Frankie, my Mini. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be revealed soon. So that build is nearly done. 64 Mini Cooper S. Oh, Mike, I'm so glad you're back, mate. It's so nice to be back. You know, it's nice to see your lovely face and uh, <laughs> spend time with Amy and John as well. It's uh, it's so nice to be back. I'm very excited about the future for Wheeler Dealers, uh, the future for uh, me. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a big, bright future. I've got lots of things happening away from Wheeler Dealers as well. Uh, which is good. My new motor and website. Uh, my yeah, which motoring. is looking really good. Very which good is website. Yeah, really I was good. On it the other day, genuinely on it the other day, and it's fantastic. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, me and Andrea put our, our heart and soul into that, mm. and uh, we've got more writers coming on board daily. Literally, we, uh, daily, we've got more people uh, joining in and writing articles for us. So um, I'm very pleased with it, and uh, it's going to be a great, great future you know all mm. i can tell you my future is looking really really rosy oh, i'm very so excited pleased by it. to hear yes with all the dull crap that's going on right now in the world <laughs> it's quite nice to have something bright to look forward to yeah and uh, i think covid's here for a little bit longer yeah um but it's not going to put me down no way Brilliant. no i'm i'm got my tail in the air Good i'm raring awesome. to go love it love you baby Happy and you. And amazing. You. amazing um mike this won't be the last time we chat it won't be the last time we uh, delight the listeners with your company, I'm sure. But for now, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Uh, this has been another episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Pleasure. What an absolute joy. And thank you to you, the listener. Um, we really do appreciate it. We do not take you for granted. Thank you for your company. Please do spread the word, spread the love, and uh, come back for more. We'll see you again next week. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat Podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven Podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.